Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director of Wealth Management at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Today, I'm sitting with my colleague, Brian McMillan, Managing Director, Mergers and Acquisitions, and we're going to be talking about the due diligence process for selling your business. So, Brian, I know you've been working in the mergers and acquisition area for quite a while now. Talk to me as though I'm a third grader and I don't know anything about this process. What is the due diligence process? Thank you for having me, Sandy. Uh, Appreciate it. Um, Correct. I have been doing uh, mergers and acquisitions here in the Mid-Atlantic for about 20 years, helping small to lower middle market business owners transition out of their company. Uh, So the due diligence process really comes into play um, after the buyer and seller have signed a letter of intent. Um, It's the process that gets you from the signed letter of intent to the actual purchase agreement um, that's going to legitimize uh, the agreement between the two parties and ultimately um, transition the business from one owner to the other. Um, So due diligence allows buyers to come in and really take a deep dive um, into everything that's going on inside the business. Up until this point, they've done a review of the information, um, a higher level review of the information. So they have an understanding of the financials, They understand how the business operates, but they really haven't dug down into specific contracts, for example. Um, They haven't dug down into um, employee agreements or employment agreements. Uh, They haven't really done a audit of financials or bank statements. Um, So the due diligence process really allows buyers to come in and verify everything that they've seen up until this point that's allowed them to submit the letter of intent to the uh, selling entity. So that's uh, that's a summary of what the due diligence process is. So really, this process again for folks who are not familiar with this, as I move forward as the buyer in this process, at the initial onset, I'm really only entitled to a smaller amount of information. But once I get into that formal due diligence process, then as the potential buyer. I get to open up the hood and I get to look in and see what's really going on. I get to see a lot more details. So that's clearly my time to leave no stone unturned. That is correct. Absolutely. So when you're selling a business, you want to be careful. Uh, Obviously, you're not going to share really any information to anyone that hasn't signed a non-disclosure agreement. But even after a non-disclosure agreement has been signed by buyers that are interested in the business, you're still going to... Uh, cherry pick per se the information that you're going to share with a large group of buyers. Uh, You really want to provide those buyers at that point with just enough information to allow them to understand the business, understand um, the financials of the business, the revenue, the profitability, expenses, um, just general information that allows them to really get a feel for the business and submit a non-binding offer, which is what a letter of intent entails. Um, And the goal um, at that point is to get three to five uh, letters of intent uh, for 
the selling uh, party to review and determine which company they want to move forward with. Um, and you only want to go through the due diligence process with one company. So after you sign that letter of intent with the buyer, uh, that's when the due diligence process starts. Um, and ideally, um, you only go through it one time with one buyer um, and everything checks out and you move on, you sign the purchase agreements and everybody uh, moves on to transitioning the ownership at that point. And so if we lived in a perfect world, there would be one buyer and there would be one transaction and it would happen and everybody would go home and be happy. But I'm guessing what what's the actual rate of sale based on the number of events, like 50% maybe? Or? Well, I think once you get to the signed letter of intent stage, um, the rate of success is fairly high. Okay. Um, the only scenario that I've really seen where, um, you know, you, you have a signed letter of intent um, and then, uh, you know, something comes up during due diligence and the two parties don't move forward is if there is something discovered in a due diligence process from the buyer side that they really didn't understand prior to signing that letter of intent. So one of the important things um, as an M&A advisor and even as the owner of the selling business is to make sure that you've pointed out to this buyer prior to signing the the letter of intent, anything that may come up during due diligence that may take them by surprise. So for example, if there is a lawsuit that's pending um, in the company right now, you're at least going to want to um, let the buyer know that that is there um, and explain it to them. They don't have to see all the documents and know all the details, but you want them to be clear on that. If you have a um, if you're a government contractor, for example, and you have a long-term contract coming up um, for that's going to expire in the next three months, they're going to want they're going to know that prior to getting to that due diligence stage. So you want to point out all of the uh, all of the items that could be big ticket items, um, you know, prior to signing that letter of intent. So nothing comes up during due diligence that's really a surprise. It's just a when done correctly, it's just a verification process. And I'm assuming that like a lot of things in life, you know, if I'm a good business owner and I'm doing a good job at managing my business, probably a lot of this is already in place when I even get ready to sell. But it sounds like there are definitely some things I need to get ready for. When should a business owner actually start preparing for the due diligence process? They should really start preparing as soon as they are ready to sell their business. So long before the letter of intent is signed, they should start preparing. Um, there are uh, due diligence checklists um, that buyers are going to submit to sellers once that letter of intent is signed. We at BWFA have sample due diligence checklists that we can share with uh, prospective sellers at any given time. Um, and they can be very extensive, those checklists. They go through everything you could possibly want to see in a business. Uh, many times, once you get into due diligence, um, you know, 50% of the items on that checklist can be not applicable to that particular business. But buyers, rightfully so, want to submit a comprehensive list to you um, and, and make sure they catch everything. So, you know, when you are thinking about selling your business, Find a due diligence checklist online. Again, we have them here at BWFA that I'm happy to share with anyone. So go through that checklist. And for business owners, even though they may have been very organized 
um, as they run their business. Some of the documents that buyers are going to want to see just aren't items that business owners typically deal with. So it may be, for example, um, the organization documents that you had when you started your business. And for some business owners, this can be 30 or 40 years ago, pre the electronic age, for right. example. So, so the hard copies are buried in some drawer <laughs> correct, somewhere. You got to dig those out. That's correct. In, well, a sh- in a shoebox in the closet or something along those lines. Right. So what, what kind of timeline do you recommend for folks? I mean, again, I know there's always the ideal timeline and then there's the timeline that people actually have. But is this kind of three to six months, six to nine months, something like that? Two timelines I'll reference. Timelines in terms of gathering all the information that you're going to need for due diligence, which hopefully, again, you start that process long before a letter of intent is signed. That's going to that's going to be determined uh, based on how well you are organized and how quickly you can find that information. So it can take business owners a couple of weeks to pull all that information together. It can take some business owners a couple of days. It can take some business owners a month. Um, so that's why we say, you know, start that process as early as possible. Once you do have the letter of intent signed um, and you are going through the due diligence process with a buyer, that process typically takes 45 to 90 days of due diligence. And a lot of that is buyers waiting for the information from the sellers. So if you have all that information in one place, whether it be you know a uh, you know a, a online data room um, that you just have you know secured separately, um, where you can just kind of click go on it um, and and can provide the buyer with all the information that they need immediately. The time frame for the actual due diligence process can be minimized, and the quicker you can get through due diligence, the quicker you can get to closing for selling the business. The last thing you want to do is have everything drag out while you're going through that shoebox trying to find organization documents, um, and it can really cause uh, cause everything to uh, move back weeks or months um, from closing um, because the items that are found in the due diligence process really allow attorneys to finalize that purchase agreement as well. Um, so all of it comes into play, all of it's interacting. There are other service providers that are also looking for due diligence items at this time. Banks, if the buyer is going out and getting financing. A private co- a private equity company, if they're using private equity to help buy, help buy the business. Those separate service providers are going to be the, going to be doing their own due diligence um, as we go through the process. So having having everything organized and in one place um, where all of those service providers can access all of the information that they're looking for is crucial. Ryan, clearly there are a lot of moving parts in this transaction. I really appreciate you taking some time today to share with the audience what this process looks like. I would encourage all of you to refer to our website, bwfa.com, where you can find additional information on this subject and many other subjects. And obviously, if we can be of any help, to you in your merger or an acquisition work or your personal wealth management, please again refer to bwfa.com. And clearly, today's information is for general purposes only. If uh, you are uh, entering a uh, mergers and acquisition agreement, we encourage you to conduct a conversation with an advisor specific to your needs. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. 
For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.